0: Welcome to
1: Reactive,
0: starring me, Rockbot, and Henning. <laughs> hey, how are you? And Khalil would be starring here too, but he's gone at JS Confi U. Yeah, wah, he's wah. Off
1: having fun in <laughs> Berlin, it seems. I mean,
0: let's be real, Berlin is pretty amazing. Yeah. I love, yep. I love Berlin. I love Berlin. I wanna to move to Berlin and live <laughs> there. But I think I think Berlin's gonna be like the new like san francisco or portland or something in in the sense of everybody wants to move there yeah and so everybody will move there and then i'll move there too late and everything will be too expensive and i'll get there and i'll be paying too much money and i'll just shake my fist at everyone else being like why did you move here first
1: i'm sure you still have quite a bit of time until that happens but then again i don't know but uh, (laughs) tell me how how are the herb wars going
0: the, oh gosh, cilantro, <laughs> cilantro night. So it's so funny. As soon as we, like the, the podcast came out last week, like people just came out of the woodwork. Everyone's like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one. I hate cilantro too. <laughs> yeah, there
1: was one thread I, I, you called for mobilization, I guess, um, to to uh, destroy all living cilantro or whatever. And that was like a super long thread and it was just hilarious. I mean, it was oh really fun to read.
0: I was I was like, everybody, come convene, come together right now, <laughs> and we will burn down all the cilantro. And people would just be like, You have my axe.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was so great. So thank you to all my followers who joined me on this yeah. on this crusade. To get rid of cilantro? Yeah, I'm
1: and, sorry, you guys weren't successful. I saw some at the store the other day. So.
0: Look, we haven't actually started yet. So when we do, you'll know. I see. You just won't be able to find any anymore. Okay. It'll be like it'll be like that. Uh, that bacon shortage. Do you remember when when there was a bacon shortage?
1: There was a bacon shortage.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. What? So a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, there was uh, like there weren't as many pigs. Being farmed or whatever, and so there was a bacon shortage, and the price of bacon, at least in the U.S., the price of bacon went up, and people yeah. were freaking out because how do you survive in a mm-hmm. world without bacon? Wow. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I never even heard of that, but then again, I don't don't eat a lot of bacon, so.
0: Oh <laughs> well, you're missing out, my friend, because bacon is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to all of my vegetarian friends out there. You can have the cilantro, and I'll take the bacon. All right. <laughs> oh goodness so how how has your week been
1: um pretty good Um, yeah yeah i uh let's see last thursday i gave a talk and um on saturday i attended a conference an online conference
0: another one yeah yeah
1: this one was actually it wasn't just sort of a meetup kind of thing this was an actual like a six hour thing um they had uh it's all for PHP stuff. It was about, it focused on PHP debugging and um, they had, they had really top-notch speakers there. I was quite impressed. So the, pretty much the, the um, debugger guy in the PHP land, um, basically the guy that wrote um, Xdebug, which is the de facto, well, it's I think one of the only ones or one of the very few or basically the most popular debugger in PHP. He was there and then um, the author of Symphony 2, the Symphony 2 framework, and three others was uh, was really good. I mean, uh, I I do quite a bit of actual, I mean, I'm used to that from my C++ days, and I kind of missed that when um, I first came to PHP, as I didn't know too much about the debugger. But it's, you know, full-fledged, you can step through it and step through the code and set breakpoints just like you would expect to, but nice. you always you always learn something new, so mm-hmm. I thought that would be helpful and it was so that was pretty cool
0: nice yeah. are the are the video like because it's online do you still do they still like record videos and share those, or is it more of a if you miss the conference that's it you don't get to see that
1: no as an attendee um well you can actually you can sort of there's two different kinds of tickets. You can buy the video only version and you can buy the attendee version. And if you attend, you can obviously see the videos or you see the talks live and then you mm-hmm. also get a link to the videos as well.
0: Oh, yeah, so interesting. Recorded, so, yeah. so they so then you still need to pay in order to see the video. Right.
1: Yeah, this is, um, I believe so at least. Yeah, you have to, yeah, because you have to sort of buy the ticket. Um, yeah, you have the choice between the two. It's not like the, um, the live conferences where they put them out for free, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think that's actually a pretty smart business model in the sense of because you're not gonna make as much money. well, you don't have the cost of like a venue and hotels and all that, but then you probably also don't get very much money because the, you can't charge as much for tickets either, right
1: I mean the tickets so like the a s- ticket for a six hour conference seventy five bucks
0: I mean- oh, that's. <laughs> So that's, that's reasonable. Nice. That's,
1: yeah. So you have no travel. I mean, it's. I think it's justifiable. And this was, uh, in my opinion, very, very good quality. I mean, they were, they were, you know, in this particular field, they were top notch speakers. So it's very good.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. As a speaker, I keep. Uh, I, I get invited to do the online. Conferences, but uh-huh. I haven't yet, but all of my speaker friends who have they're like it's great. you can be in your pajamas and <laughs> you know. and you can give your talk from the comfort of your home as long as yeah. you have a good you know connection and I'm like, oh interesting well that's interesting. that's true, and you
1: can you know you can give conferences wherever i mean this is this was the uh, these guys the um, this day camp this is called day camp for developers, and I think it's really cool because it's it basically has you know 6 hours and then it focuses on a very specific topic and mm-hmm. um, they have them actually i think i don't know about this one but every so often uh, it's mm-hmm. more than once a year it's not like you know the regular conferences but cool. um that's that's really nice and um they're actually doing it's like the same people that organize nomad php nomad js and then Daycam for developers and uh, cool. the the talk i gave Um, was for Nomad PHP, and they have a European and a a U.S. chapter, and I gave it for the U.S. chapter, which starts at 8 o'clock at night Central Time. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that was (laughs) 2 a.m. for me.
0: No, that's the worst. (laughs) Well, you you
1: were saying, you know, in pajamas. Yeah, it was in pajamas. (laughs) Uh, Oh. Yeah, a little bit on the crazy side, but hey, you know, got to start somewhere right <laughs> oh
0: definitely definitely i mean starting speaking is is one of those things where y- you you'll get better the more you do it right, right and exactly. so whatever opportunities you get to to kind of practice, uh, take them. Exactly. Though I wouldn't recommend doing 2 a.m. <laughs> conferences yeah. regularly. Like, do that think, once. I don't
1: think I'll do that again. It's pretty yeah. rough. Yeah.
0: That, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But,
1: uh, yeah, so.
0: Yeah, conference season's definitely kicking up right now. Like, there's, uh, there's like, two conference seasons, right? There's, like, the spring and the, and the fall, which... I can say spring and fall because it doesn't matter if you're in the northern hemisphere or the southern hemisphere, it's also spring and yeah, fall, just exactly. fall and spring. Anyway. Um <clears throat> so yeah, so so Khalil's at, at JSConf EU. I'm going to Strange Loop this weekend. Um there's lots and lots and lots of conferences all over the place. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's <laughs> but great. so much
1: fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is.
0: Oh, but I, I hate the uh, the conference crud, which is the the kind of the name that I, I call the oh, – like, so you have all these people coming in from all over the world and they're all taking airplanes. And what are airplanes but mm. just aluminum tubes of germs yes. shared between <laughs> hundreds of people. And so you get off the plane and you, you know, basically – Bring the germs of some random person to yeah. the conference. And there's always some patient zero, but you never know who it is. And then you leave the conference, and you're like, I don't feel so good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunately, so, I guess, yeah. it can happen. Especially then, if you're jet lagged or you're tired already. Anyway, then you're more susceptible. And totally, uh, that's all. you totally. yeah.
0: So all of our conference listeners, or conference-going listeners, wash your hands regularly. Get good amounts of sleep. I mean, if you're going to drink, it's okay. Maybe don't drink so much that you don't get enough sleep. Drink lots of water. Or just drink all the germs away. That's also an option, I guess. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Everybody has their own way of doing things. I'm I'm not going to tell you what to do. But but definitely wash your hands. That would be
1: very nice, yes.
0: Um so yeah. what else
1: is going on in your neck of the woods or you work?
0: Uh, yeah, well so speaking of conferences, uh the NPM team kind of had an internal NPM conference earlier this week, which was really, really fun. Uh we have enough people who work uh outside of our of our regular offices in Oakland. So like we've got folks in Europe and uh and throughout the US and uh we managed to get everybody into the office for for two days, two whole days, and we basically just had a bunch of talks. It was uh, different people from different teams kind of talking about the state of the state of, of each individual team and, and what's going on and, and it was really, really fun and a really good opportunity to not only get to see all of your your coworkers, but also to really get a sense of, of what's going on at the company because it's so easy to just kind of focus on your little niche and have no idea what how what you're doing impacts something something else or how something else impacts what you're doing, what the overall goals and strategies are for the company. And I think I think that's the sort of thing that I think a lot of people would really benefit from from their companies as well. I know and that some companies kind of do it. I mean you could argue that like Apple has its you know, web developer or uh, like worldwide developer conference or something. And, and uh, Google, like I know Yahoo does internal conferences and I know GitHub's about to do one too. Um, have you, have you experienced anything like that before Henning? Like just having everybody from your company come together and I imagine it's. Yeah. It, not,
1: not in the, it was in my previous life as a mechanical engineer. They, <laughs> we did that there. Um, you got to go on uh, on rotations to to go to the mothership which was in Sweden um but yeah. that was not like a gathering of everybody that was just sort of like the, the engineering team and mm-hmm. then they did have all hands you know from like the the US headquarters they would ha- they would fly everybody in um cool but yeah no unfortunately not in my uh software development career not yet <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't know you had a degree in mechanical engineering. I have a degree yeah, in mechanical engineering.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. It's like I started... It was sort of the logical logical thing. They actually did not have computer science as, a, as an option where I yeah. grew up at that time. So I went into mechanical engineering. And I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, it's good that I learned that. But I, I got out
0: of it pretty quick. <laughs> Me too. It's totally fine. <laughs> Although I like yeah. to joke that uh, as mechanical engineers... We understand the importance of testing better than people who get degrees in computer science because we've seen what happens if you forget to like test everything for a bridge right like if if you don't write if you don't like do the tests for a bridge and the bridge falls over, that's game over, right? like your career is over, people die, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's like, oh my God. So, like in software land, it's like, of course we're going to write the test. Why wouldn't we write the test? People could die.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's a very different sort of. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. If it's more mature or just farther along, I guess that's the same mm-hmm. thing. Um, different mindset about that. Um, mm-hmm. As far as you know, accuracy and preciseness and stuff like that. Yeah, there's no, no messing around because yeah. otherwise, yeah, what you said happens. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's really it. neat. So. Do you yeah. guys um, are you worldwide yet? Like, do you have employees outside of the United States? We have.
0: We currently have one team member in Poland. Oh wow! Okay. But otherwise, it's all in the U.S., mostly in Oakland. But we've got we've got team members in Boston, and Portland, and Seattle. Um, and I I, I definitely I think it, it varies by team, but um, oh, and we have. People in New York as well, uh, but I mean, I, I I don't see us not continuing with that. The the tough part is just trying to make sure that the time zones line up enough mm-hmm. that you can that you can have like we only have we have we don't have we're not a very big meeting type company, which means that when we do have meetings, they're really important, you know. And so we have to schedule the meetings around everybody so that. Everybody can get to the like, so that we can make the time zones work out. Right. Um, but other than that, it like we do everything in Slack anyway, like in terms of communication. Mm-hmm. To the point where if you ever visit our offices in Oakland, it's it's like a library. It really is. You walk in and it's just so quiet. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, it's so quiet, and people are like, we have an open plan office, so mm-hmm. it's completely weird because people are like, oh, I hate open plan. But like you come into our office and it feels like a library. Wow. People are whispering because mm-hmm. it's it, like they don't want to in- interrupt anybody else. And then every once in a while you hear like a couple of chuckles, like people just kind of laughing. And that's because we shared a, a funny cat gajif or something on, on Slack. <laughs> and so like everybody sees it at the same time. And you just, you yeah. just hear people go, right? And it's, it's so great. And, uh, but it's, it's very different. Like we don't. We're so not normal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so I guess what, what I'm getting at is that you definitely have people that are, you know, nearly 100% remote. They just come in for these special, special events.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, um, but it's nice. I mean, yeah. with with tools like, you know, Hangouts and mm-hmm. uh, Screen Hero, it's, it's like having people right next to you. It really does work. It can work. You have to put in the effort, uh, but it can totally, totally work. Right. So, yeah. Very nice. So you had some
1: days of fun. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But now I'm, you know, tired. (laughs) I have to go to Strange Loop later this week. Oh, yeah. You better rest up. It's going to be fun. But I just want to curl up into a little corner.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What are you going to talk about there?
0: Uh, I'm talking about robots and JavaScript. Well, yes, and, but, hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of my my shtick. But this is actually going to be this talk. The talk itself is going to be the last robotics talk I'm going to give for a while. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, I just I there are other things I want to share with the world. I want to talk about how to build better websites and mm-hmm. how to how to you know build a better team and do good testing and things like that. Things that there there's more to javascript and uh and you know software development than robots. Yeah.
1: Well, before so. you leave that totally behind, I, I have a question actually. It's really weird because I came across a, um a paper I wrote um back in college and um mm-hmm. it was for computer vision class and I was just curious um, mm-hmm. so I I didn't do I didn't uh, get a masters. I just have a bachelor's in computer science and I took uh, one um Basically, grad grad level class, um, which was computer vision. It's probably the hardest class I've ever taken in my life, but it was also <laughs> the most fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just curious. I mean, that was that's been a while now. Is is there anything like that in JavaScript, or what do the JavaScript you know robotics libraries are they basically for? You know, controlling the hardware, or do they go beyond that and do? Yeah. Like vision, and de- you know, like image detection and stuff like that. I don't even know if that makes sense, but
0: no, I I, I think I know what you're what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, like the most popular things right now tend to be hardware related because that's like that's like the lowest hanging fruit in terms right. of getting people involved in robotics. Um, a lot of the things that I've worked on tend to go a little bit further, talking about uh, movement and planning and algorithms um and and then, so from algorithms, you can kind of start to branch that out into things like computer vision or uh like localization, mapping, things like that. And uh in terms of computer vision, there's absolutely some stuff. there's um There's a neural network type uh library called um shoot, I forget what it's called, but it's it was written by Heather Arthur. Uh, who's Hearth Vader on, on Vader. Twitter? Yeah, she's great. Um, but basically, it it does image detection of. So, like, she wrote this. Oh, it's called KittyDar. She wrote this thing called KittyDar that if you upload a picture with cats in it, it will find the cats. Oh,
1: so but, it, can, it um, can recognize it. Okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, but like, the code for that code, uh, like, she depends on other packages that she also wrote that are basically neural networks. So it it allows you to kind of teach the computer what a cat looks like. Mm-hmm. So you 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 send you uh, give good. it like fifty positives and fifty negatives. Right. And like the more positives and negatives that you give a, a computer, the better it can teach itself what a uh, a positive is versus a negative. And um so she I think she had like a hundred pictures of each, like This one has a cat in it. This one does not have a cat in it. This is what a cat looks like. This is not what a cat looks like. Um, And and so you can basically, a neural network basically allows you to teach a computer how to identify something. And so that's some pretty pretty cool stuff for computer vision. Um, But do you know, is
1: that written purely in JavaScript or was it written maybe in C or C++ and then um, compiled into JavaScript? That's a really good
0: question. I think... I think the very very like root underlying stuff might be in C++, but it mm-hmm. I mean it's definitely the modules that she's written have all been in JavaScript. Okay. It's all JavaScript and Node. So that part's pretty cool. Um so yeah, because I, I remember yeah.
1: the stuff I did was, you know, extremely basic. It was like edge detection and circle detection and stuff like that. But even that, with, with depending on the algorithm, would take quite a bit of computing power. And that was all written in C. So right. I was just wondering. I mean, I know you can do absolutely amazing things with, you know, video and all this kind of stuff in, I've seen mm-hmm. in JavaScript. So I was just curious what the, you know, if yeah. that even makes sense performance-wise, if you knew or not.
0: I mean performance wise no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the other thing is that the JavaScript has this whole floating point issue oh, uh nice. in that it's not exact at all. Like if you if you like take a number down to its like if, if you do an operation like you know 3 plus 4 and then you look at the uh and you like go down to like the 18th decimal it'll be like Seven point zero 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 one, <laughs> or whatever, and you're like, that's not right. <laughs> Just yeah. like, eh, it's close enough. So for that, from that standpoint, it's it's so not the right option for that. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, I think I think in terms of an abstraction layer, you can you can get really far with JavaScript and some uh, like A, like C plus plus bindings and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think of this. Other library that I used a lot. It's a computer vision library. Oh. Yeah, because did you indeed. need
1: that? You did. You were in this competition, the DARPA competition, where you did yeah. a self-driving car?
0: Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. um, okay. that would that have to involve
1: computer vision as
0: well, right? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, the name of the library has completely escaped me, even though I used it for years. Uh <laughs> <laughs> But there's a Node version of it. It's not quite as complete as I would like it to be. At least it wasn't two years ago, two and a half, three years ago. Uh, things may have changed since then. Mm-hmm. But it was a oh OpenCV that's what it's called. Okay. OpenCV it has familiar. Yeah, it has C plus plus and Python bindings uh, yeah. on its own. Like it, you can get like native versions in either C or Python. Uh, and somebody started writing a Node OpenCV, in um. And it's on NPM, but I haven't actually looked at it in a while. So I'm going to do that now (laughs) because I can, because the internet. And er, maybe it's not called Node OpenCV. Maybe it's just called OpenCV. Aha! It was last published a month ago. So So it might actually, yeah, somebody's been working on it. And um, so it's just called Mm OpenCV. It's on NPM. Node bindings to OpenCV. OpenCV is pretty excellent as far as uh, a library goes. So if you can use it with Node, then you can. You know, again, it's it's more bindings than native code. But at the end of the day, do you care? (laughs) (laughs) I think I think just having something that you can say, okay, detect the edges of this or that, uh, find me like localize these different points. You know. Here, I am smiling. <laughs> you know, recognize yeah. when I am smiling versus when I am frowning, and you know, send me cute pictures of pandas mm. if I am sad. You right. know, like, yeah. things like that. <laughs> no,
1: it's a, that's a, such an such an amazing field. I mean, I was I was blown away when when just a little bit. I took you know, I did this this project where um, I took a picture of this this because I combined it with mechanical engineering. So this basically this block of steel and wanted to see if I could measure it accurately by simply using a sort of a consumer electronics camera and putting sort of a reference object um, on it where you'd know the size. And it was astounding. I mean, it was down to the 10th of a millimeter accurate. Wow. You could get the That's- distance between holes. I mean, it's insane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From a, from a digital image. That was pretty, pretty neat.
0: That's super cool. Yeah. I, I love how, I love seeing how some of these things that we worked on when we were in and university are uh, kind of coming out to other parts of of like everyday life now. So, yeah. for example, the 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 person who checks the water meters. So I don't know how it works in Germany, but in the U.S., uh, somebody has to physically go from house to house mm-hmm. to see what the the reading is on your water meter, or your gas meter, or your electricity meter. Because it's not all totally hooked up to the central system, right so somebody has to go around and for the longest time you'd have somebody who would go in and have a notebook and write it down, and then have a notebook and write it down. But now somebody just goes it comes in, takes a picture with their iPhone, like they just lift up the cover, take the picture, and move on mm-hmm. and then the app actually reads the number for the person and it it it's silly' cause it it's only what like 45 seconds of difference between taking a picture versus writing it down in a notebook. But if you multiply that by goodness knows how many homes are in a neighborhood, right? Like call it 200 in a city, like that's probably even underestimating, but still, you know, 200 meters per day, uh, 45 seconds, like that's a significant amount of time saved just having you know using pictures instead of writing it down and then like the person doesn't even have to know they it doesn't even have to register in their heads how right. like what the number actually is well it also is. reduces
1: the margin of error i mean i'm sure you know yeah. writing down you get tired and bored <laughs> yeah Messing yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yep
0: so i find cool. that super super fascinating yep mm-hmm.
1: so, so what else let's see Uh,
0: there was a really great article that I saw today. It just came out today. And somebody, so there's been this kind of discussion uh, amongst my circles, at least about the term junior engineer. Like, what does that mean? Uh, I had a a long discussion with uh, both my CEO and CTO talking about what the word junior means. And it's so funny because the three of us, it turns out had, three completely different definitions of what junior means. Hmm. So for me, a junior a junior engineer is somebody who has less than a year's worth of experience. Yeah. Full stop, period, like that's it. For, uh, for someone else, it was that junior just meant that they haven't been doing it for very long. Maybe they have less than five years of experience. And then for someone else, it was more of a frame of, of mind in terms of they could have lots of experience in one thing, but maybe not a lot of experience in other things. And so they're junior in just that specific thing versus other th- And so it was really <laughs> fascinating. And somebody finally put together a blog post about it. And they went through and looked at, like I want to say, 60 job listings that all said junior. And what what came out of that was amazing. For some people in the junior job description – they're asking for like three or more years of experience building architecture and making decisions about testing and all wow. of these other things and has has experience <laughs> writing applications in this domain-specific language and blah 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 blah. And it's like, how is that a junior? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I see that. It's like that's not a junior at all. But but if you're if you've been doing it for 30 years and someone only has, say, two years of experience writing swift apps or whatever then i guess that they would seem junior to you but i don't know i feel like in this industry a, a junior is is like if you've been coding for more than a year you're no longer a junior in my book that's it like you're done you are now just you're you are fully fledged engineer i guess it would depend on ledger.
1: where though uh, and i i would have okay. to add that it it depends very much on your environment i think um, because coding for a year, you know, maybe coming out of NPM, somebody would be way better than coming out of some other company, you know, or mm. whatever. Um, I can, I can totally see that. I mean, I've, I've seen it mm-hmm. and, um, I can, I can sort of relate to the, that, uh, concept of, yes, if you're, um, you know, new to something, even if you have 10, 15, whatever years experience, you, you're still sort of a junior in that particular thing, but you also bring a whole lot of experience, um, with you. That's not necessarily for that exact specific language or what it is, whatever it is, but with your background, you can probably learn things faster and, and make better decisions than somebody that is like entirely new, you know, um, that has not done anything. So, but yeah, what, what, so what was sort of the the conclusion, or, or what that article was getting at,
0: um, I think basically, I think a lot of it just it, it basically comes down to how do we think about recruiting? How do we? It, it, it has some really good piece of it pieces of advice for how to think about recruiting and how to think about um, how we use the word junior. Uh, like when I'm, I'm looking at the article now and. In a lot of ways, it it also talks about how you require a CS degree in order to be a junior. Like, okay, like in in some cases, sure, just because you have a degree in computer science doesn't make you like an engineer who knows all the things. But at the same time, what if you come in from mechanical engineering, for example, or Mm. you don't have a degree at all? That shouldn't exclude you from being qualified to be a junior engineer. Uh, so it, it's, it's some pretty neat, uh, some neat advice, neat ways of thinking about all of these different pieces of information. Um, so shout out to James Turnbull for writing it. Um, yeah, I, I we'll link to it in the show notes. Definitely mm-hmm. read it. It's a quick read. It's like not, not 10 minutes, maybe five. Um, but definitely it, if you're writing job descriptions, Really, really think about whether or not this constitutes quote unquote junior right does this really mean what you think it means and uh, at least at npm we're we're probably just going to strike the word junior entirely from our vocabulary in terms of hiring because it just doesn't mean what we think it means yeah. so instead be extremely explicit in what your job description and your in the job description for who you need right so if you want somebody with only a year or two of experience, write that down and say. Okay, we need somebody who has less than two years of experience because but we want that,
1: to. You know, if somebody's yeah. actually just out of college and specifically looking for, you know, a junior position, wouldn't they be sort of mm-hmm. searching for that? And might, I mean, I, I don't know. NPM is a different story, anyway. But
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a really, really yeah, good point. I, mean, I then don't.
1: They wouldn't. You know, they wouldn't show up on their radar.
0: Yeah. Well. I think that also then asks deeper questions about yeah. how does one find a job, exactly. right? Like, That's why
1: I was saying intern's uh, a different story. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, this whole thing is kind of like the conversation we had about titles, you know, same, same sort of thing. It's also relative and depends on the company you're in and um, right. very difficult. But I, I totally agree that the whole hiring process is, I mean, not, I don't think many companies do that well. You
0: know, I don't. I don't yeah. know that any company does it well. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's. I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I guess we did it well because our team is pretty awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. I don't. I don't know that that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, but yeah. What what cool things have you read?
1: Oh. Any- what if I read Tom Dale's popped the question? That's what I read. <laughs> 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 yeah, not Celebrity much. Everybody news on Twitter. <laughs> Big news uh. in the JavaScript world.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yay, Tom. Uh, yeah, I no, saw I've, you, you I've,
1: congratulated I've, him too, so
0: Yeah, I no, I, so, I I've met Tom and his now fiance. Uh, and they're they're super sweet and really great together. And uh yeah, it's funny, they met on a plane on the way to JS Comf. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been it's been 2 years cuz JS Confu is about to start again. That's And uh, yeah, it's adorable. It's like it's like a little techie love story. Yeah. Like someone should make a little romantic <laughs> comedy about it. Two nerds two meet nerds on a plane. Found each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nerd meets nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One nerd lives in Portland. The other nerd lives in New York City. Yeah. How will it work? <laughs>
1: Uh, we will find out i'm we sure We love you
0: Tom we love you Tom. Yeah. I don't know that you listen to this podcast yet, but <laughs> so, um, think well I, on a more more okay. serious
1: note I, I did read something else, but um which was about the <laughs> the ember guides, which is not too far from the subject since we were talking about yeah, Tom there Dale. you go, yeah, but uh <laughs> I, it was really neat, so you know they they had a lot of um a lot of churn with this two release, and um one thing that sort of fell behind a little bit was the documentation. And mm. uh, I think this was the, the first, and probably from what I hear at least certain people saying in the public is that they'll be the first and last time they actually set a release date for something. <laughs> so oh, wow. Um, you know, instead of, because cause they usually don't do that. They just say it's, it'll be ready when it's ready, you know. And right. But they, they actually set a, a specific date for version 2. And I guess that caused quite a bit of stress. So, um, yeah, so the documentation suffered a little bit, and they're trying to catch up. And they actually started a um, an actual documentation sub-team. And um, they basically put out this post, uh, you know, explaining what they're doing and how they're doing and how you can contribute. And um, they have their own Slack channel just for the documentation and um, put out some information about how to get involved in, in doing this. And... Um I think the most important thing here is though that they basically made a commitment to themselves or internally within the the core team to say no new feature will land in stable without satisfactory documentation. So mm-hmm. if the docs aren't ready, um you know, it can't go into into stable yet. It'll have to go on the next next train in 6 weeks to do that or whenever the docs are ready. So thought that was kind of neat because um that is so so important that you have decent documentation um if that falls behind it just causes all this confusion and and you know people lose Mm -hmm. interest and get annoyed so i think that's a really good move yeah
0: no totally i um one thing that we've started working on so like in the in the code base that we're working in right now my team is working in we have a bunch of unit tests, but very few integration tests. And um, that was mostly just, it was a, you know, we're a startup. It was a a like a, a spur of the moment decision based on we need to ship and we need to get things moving quickly and figuring out how we're going to do full on integration tests, which given that we're the web team means that we need to actually have some way of talking on the browser, right? Like testing via the browser, yeah. which essentially means something like Selenium or Phantom or whatever. And uh, we were like, we don't have time to figure this out right now. So we'll just stick with with unit tests until we have a, a you know some time or we have a new person on the team or something. And then we'll start adding the integration tests when we can. And uh, it took us a little while, but we finally got to the point where we had a new person on the team who had experience writing Selenium tests and uh, we actually are using Nemo JS, which was created by the PayPal team. It's a it's kind of like a nice wrapper on top of Selenium and it's really, really nice. It's so much easier to use than uh, the kind of direct web driver type stuff that I, at least I found it to be kind of clunky. Um, but having having our t- new team member like kind of do a proof of concept and start making some tests happen in order for us to start feeling good about these tests and starting to integrate them because it's it's one thing like there's this I feel like there's a bit of a tendency at least for me to want like once I ha- I know that something will work to just kind of make it work across the board right mm-hmm. but then you end up stalling on all movement on everything else so that you can get everything up to speed which is really kind of ridiculous and 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 y- as a startup we definitely don't have time to stop working on features and uh, cleaning up the code base and all of that stuff just so we can write tests right uh, so instead our plan is every time you write a new feature in addition to having unit tests which we've always been doing anyway now you also have to write the selenium test to make sure that that thing can can you know work but what's great is that then with every pull request, you have both unit tests and selenium tests. And over time, we'll eventually merge to the point where everything is fully tested both integration and unit test wise, and it doesn't really slow things down too much, right? It's like adding a little bit of more work to every pull request as opposed to taking on a lot of pull, a lot of work and stopping everything else from right. moving forward. Yeah. So it's uh I think that's I think it's a smart way to do it. Yeah. Like the the notion of we're not gonna get this thing out until we finish the documentation. Uh I think it I think it says a lot about the project that says we know this is important and so we're not gonna make any excuses and pretend that it's not. So that's that's good. Yeah. I, I like that. Cool. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you were saying um we should uh, take a look at Yargs. You know, I, I had mentioned Commander. I guess that was the thing, or Khalil mentioned that. So I implemented mm-hmm. uh, Fido with uh, Commander first, and then we switched it to Yargs last week. Yeah. So that was a fun experience. Was went really well, and it was so. <laughs> it's, it's really it's so funny. You know, I I I don't know. It'd be fun to meet the people that that wrote that because the docs are hilarious. <laughs> 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 Everything's written, you know, in pirate slang or
0: whatever. Yars. <laughs> so it takes a
1: little bit of getting used to, but uh it's definitely definitely fun and lighthearted. So I enjoyed yeah. that very much. And it works it works really well. So
0: nice. did you see the internationalization support that it has? No, I haven't looked at that yet. Uh-uh. Okay. Cause in case in case you wanted to like see the the uh the command line output in like another language you could oh wow! it'll just like internationalize it for you sweet um i don't know that it works perfectly but hmm. it's kind of entertaining Could play with that
1: <laughs> yeah and speaking of um fido let's see what what comes back oh we have a new one yay new review. um it is by it's from the u.s store it's by brooke It says, top-notch podcast. Even though I'm a code newbie, I look forward to listening to each and every episode of this podcast. The co-hosts talk about current events in the coding community in a way that is easy to understand and makes me feel included as a listener. Many things discussed on the podcast I wouldn't otherwise know about since I'm so focused on learning more basic code concepts right now. Also, as a female code newbie... I really look up to Raquel, and I'm inspired by her accomplishments. Thanks for Aww. keeping me informed and inspired. Wow.
0: Brooke, you're awesome.
1: <laughs> that is really, really great.
0: Oh, yay. Yeah. You can't see me, like, raising my arms like uh, that Kermit Gajif. You know, yay. But I'm totally doing that. We should include the Kermit gif in the uh, or Gajif in the uh, show notes. So yep, I'll, I'll make sure to put sure. that in there. Can but yay, <laughs> Brooke! That's awesome. That's oh yay! You made Very my day. Nice review. That's, <laughs> that's really great. Oh yeah, it's it's so funny. Our little podcast is starting to get a little bit more attention, and yeah, uh, it's it's been on the what the new and noteworthy? Is that right? Yeah, the, we got uh,
1: into. I don't know where we are now, um, but okay. we were sort of creeping up on. Uh, you know, I think you have to be, there's like 20 spots. On, and if you open iTunes and you go to any of the um, podcast um, categories, I guess. Okay. Um, and uh, you open that up. And I think ours is in software how-to. And okay. there's like 20 of them right there on the front page. And then you can you can sort of look at all of them and scroll forever and ever through the 10,000s <laughs> of podcasts or whatever. But um, we were up there. And got into, well, in Germany, I think we made spot one or two or something. And then in the US, we got into the top 20. So that was really, really cool. I have to go back and look at that because I took a screenshot. So, (laughs) yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I am, that's, that's I was amazed.
1: I mean, that's because there's so many podcasts out coming out Mm -hmm. now all the time. And
0: yeah, it's crazy. No, totally. Yeah. Totally, totally. I'm, uh, let's see. I see technology, but I don't know. How do you do a search for, do
1: a search for, um, reactive podcast. And then when you go there, I think below it is, um, it's got the categories listed. Okay. And, then you can see that.
0: Div. Please hold your listener. (laughs) We have to check this out now. I'm doing very important work. (laughs) Need to see how we're doing on. mm, mm, Oh, there it is. Let's see. And software how to. Yeah. And I don't think we're in the new and noteworthy.
1: We slipped out then, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know how that works. I I guess nobody really knows how that works in Apple Live. Nobody knows.
0: Yeah. But. I mean,
1: but whatever. We were there. It was fun. It was
0: fun while it lasted. <laughs> once upon a time. Hey, once yeah. upon a time I had a wiki page. Yeah, that's right. Totally fine. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> All things must come to an end. Um, not this podcast, just whether or not we're new and noteworthy. Well, that, hey,
1: we, we actually, speaking of, we made double digits today. What? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's episode 11, but it's number 10.
0: Oh, that's right. So
1: that's a big thing because I, I guess a lot of podcasts don't even make it to 10 so it's like five yeah. or six or seven is sort of the the, the first hurdle to get over
0: <laughs> yeah no totally yeah. totally well it's just because it's so fun exactly that's why we keep doing it every week yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. very cool we should shout out oh our newest members yes. at, uh,
1: I have not been in slack a lot less last week too much stuff going on
0: not too much stuff has been happening either like people have just been kind of quiet this week I think because they're all at conferences is my guess
1: ah. um, is there anyone new
0: uh, I thought there was at least one I'm looking scroll 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 <laughs> well maybe not See scroll 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 scroll.
1: I thought there was someone.
0: I thought there was two. But maybe not. Womp womp. I mean, wait. To... Oh, uh Megas J Megas J. Mm. Meg I've I have no idea how to pronounce your username. I'm so sorry. But M E G G E S J E. They joined us just before we uh we we published our our last episode, oh. so <clears throat> shout out!
1: Oh yes, I see, him. I see him there. Yeah, yep.
0: And uh, yeah, so holler! All right, thank you for for joining us. So yeah, so dear all listeners, you know, leave awesome reviews, make us feel good, and we'll hopefully help continue making you feel good about technology. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if uh, I, I think the few episodes ago, there were just too many. There was like five, five reviews, so I didn't read them. But if they trickle yeah. in like this, I mean, that was that's like makes me all warm and fuzzy to read that. So.
0: Yay. Warm <laughs> Thank and you, fuzzy. Yeah. and uh, and exactly. and definitely come come and join us in our in our reactive Slack channel. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's quiet right now, but share your projects with us. Contribute to our projects. Yep. Meet people from all over the world. It is literally people from all over the world in the Slack channel. Like I wake up in the morning and everyone's just like <laughs> already like, I don't know, 500 lines into a conversation. I'm like, I have to go back now. Yeah. We were talking about, but it's okay. Cause it's awesome. I, I just love seeing people interacting. Um,
1: Definitely a lot of fun. Yeah. So if you can uh, spare a minute or two, go and rate us on iTunes. Um, If you just go to our podcast website at reactive.audio and look at one of the episodes at the bottom, there's always a section. um, How to contact us has all of our Twitter handles, addresses, et cetera, et cetera, as well as a link to just go straight to iTunes. Uh, It'll open it up for you and take you where you need to be. And um, what else? Yeah. Links for the Slack chat are there as well. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I'm Henning, yeah. and you can find me at Gladdergots on Twitter. And,
0: and I'm Raquel, and you can find me at rockbot on Twitter.
1: And next week, I think we'll be all three of us again, right? Or
0: uh, you can't? I think so. If we, if we depends on when we when we record. Okay, we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, all we'll right. totally make it happen. We'll
1: get an update from JSConf EU. That'll be fun and strangely.
0: Cool. Yeah. Oh, and Khalil Khalil is on Twitter at Khalil Tweets. Oh. He, decided to change, <laughs> he decided to change his Twitter handle again.
1: That's three Twitter handles in, what, three weeks?
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I, it's just like, okay, dude, whatever yeah. you want.
1: No more tiny Support modules.
0: No more tiny modules. We'll have to ask
1: him about that, I guess.
0: Yeah, we'll have to ask him about that next week yeah. on Reactive. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.